Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Previously on the Mike Wise Show. The world is changing and it's changing very fast. And if we don't want to change by by observing the negative the negative energy that's in our country and and i'm not saying negative policies i'm just saying we got to be aware that the world is changing and if we're going to get stoic or stubborn or or divisive and blaming and put, bring the blame shame game to our country it's only going to create problems yeah uh you know one thing i think biden has said and is you know we got to unify why isn't george carl in the hall of fame that clip of the legendary coach was from his november 2nd appearance on this very show this week we welcome george back for his third appearance on the show but ladies first so darlene do your thing the mike wise show is a presentation of pure hoops media the Mike Wise Show is hosted by a guy who played basketball atrociously for Hawaii Pacific College, which forced him into journalism. And, oh yeah, he wrote about basketball for the New York Times, the Washington Post, and ESPN. He's also a wise-ass, and so are many of his guests. Right, Mike? That is right, Darlene. As usual, thank you very much. Pardon my French, but George Carl is one tough motherfucker. His resume would take up this entire show. He's lived the kind of life and created a legacy that Hollywood used to make movies about. And he's one of the most honest and open members of the basketball family. Welcome back, coach. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I can fly. You know, we got a new president. We got rid of our virus in D.C. Uh, I want you to know on the day of the inauguration. Yeah. I, wa I was outside reading a book on my porch and I, I just felt like a, I, I felt free. I felt like, wow, it's, and I cannot even believe how much the, the lifting of uh, whatever, the energy, the negative forces, the, the, the Twitter account, uh, just the noise, the noise is gone. Yeah, I, I, other than a couple Facebook posts and or Twitter, I haven't really said a whole lot about it. But, but I'll tell you, if if anything, I've learned this year, it's it's that the worst thing you can do is stay silent about things. Um, it's, if you've got conviction about something and you think it's important, the best thing you can do is speak up. Because while the media organizations I worked for in the past were very uh, worried about us getting politically involved. I didn't give a shit this year. I just, I basically, I was like you. I saw our country going in the wrong direction for the last four years. And I, I didn't like the racism. I didn't like everything that was going on around it. And, and while people are, I'm still worried about the white militants and the nationalism and all those things. I, I almost felt like while it happened 35 minutes from my door, I feel like that Capitol Hill insurrection was more an end 
than a beginning. I feel like I feel like it was the last great uh, uh, upsurge of 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 the whack jobs. Now there could be more, and I'm sure there will be. But like you said last time we spoke, the world's changing, and if these people can't change with it, then you know then then they've got to leave, or they, we we have to deal with them. Well. I don't know that I want to be that dynamic and say we got they got to leave. I think we I think we got to be empathetic to the thought that 75 million people voted for this man. And for our world to change in a good direction, we got to respect that. And and to be honest with you Mike right now, I don't understand how he got how he got 75 million people to vote for him. And so what I need someone to do is to explain to me how he got 75 million people to vote for him. Yeah. Uh, be, uh, you know, so uh, I, I'm a little shaken, naive a little bit about, you know, maybe I was just naive to our, our I thought we were a better, better society. I thought we were stronger, smarter, more together, more unified. And I think the curtain has been pulled back on a lot of things that uh, that we need, I think we need now have to address, but we also got to figure out, you know, what we need to kind of unify because we can't we can't stay divided. I mean, I used to have a lot of Republican friends that we joke about, but we loved each other, and and we cared about each other, and we worked for each other, uh, but now the anger and the 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 lying, the dishonesty, the, yeah. the, 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 the 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 just a bunch of you know the basic truths of life is trust and belief in each other, and we just destroy that now with opinion and anger and and daggers you know personal daggers. So I'm, I'm I mean the last three days have been very uplifting to me, and I'm you know I think we're on a path back to yeah. uh, to norm normalcy but hopefully betterment you know so much of us is we got to learn i mean i'm 70 years old and i still think i i need to learn every day and yeah. i think we need to open our minds to learning listening having some curiosity some yep. understanding doing it in love and somehow along the word come together and know that we got to change also I'm with you on all of that, and uh, and I don't mean to be over the top about it. I do think we do need to reach out. I, my first reaction when I heard this woman, her name was Ashley Bad Babbitt, was killed at the Capitol uh, because she believed in this this uh, election fraud um, lie, and she she spent her life and savings to get to D.C. To actually protest this and 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 get shot and essentially, my first reaction was, you know, I, you know, why does a woman do this? And darn it, um, you know, if if you actually were trying to attempt sedition, you deserve to die. And then I thought about it for a couple of days, and I go, you know what? She had a husband, four brothers, mom and dad. She had a money problems like a lot of us, and and she took solace in not a spiritual state of mind or religious faith or or even a secular community of real friends, she, she ends up finding uh, safety and a community in this QAnon thing. And so Ashley Babbitt, 
this former Air Force veteran, all fire and brimstone on the morning of January 6th, wakes up and gets to the mall for a good view of the rally. And at 8.30 a.m., she looks at her, her phone and sees a tweet from a person from your state, Colorado lawmaker named Lauren Bobert, and she, and she bragged about bringing a loaded Glock to her new place of business. And this woman writes, today is 1776. And she later says where Nancy Pelosi is to make sure all the people outside know exactly where she'd left the speaker's chamber. I, you know, that to me is partly where this starts is when people, elected officials are, are, are going this far, you know, you get, like you said, it's one thing to argue over values, debate, um, uh, debate beliefs, and also realize that down deep, we all want to, uh, we'd all move heaven and earth to protect our families, we all, as, as much as, as flawed as this place is, we, we by and large believe it's the best country on earth. And, if, and we don't start, start from that common ground. We start from the enemy ground, which is you're, that we demonize these people. And I, that, that part of it just bothers me, that there's people in charge that to the, talk to the less educated and say, no, 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 don't believe the mainstream media. These classically trained journalists that actually were paid to uh, report and look up facts. They're all liberal biased people. Well, some of them are. We have a lot of advocacy journalism in this country, but some of them aren't. And if they don't get, if, if we can't get to a basic set of facts, and there's always going to be an alternate set of facts now, that to me, you're right. It's scary. It's flat out scary. Well, uh, I, I think the scary thing about a late, the lady that you talked about is it, it's, it's, there's a form of brainwashing going on yep. social in the social media of artificial information and, and the, the ability to hit and get hit again and then hit again and hit again. And uh, I think, uh, you know, to me, my foundation of what I think we need to do is we need to educate better. Yeah. We need to educate earlier in life about social media and the negativity of social media as much as the positivity of social media. I mean, th this internet stuff is, I think we all know it's opened up a lot of doors, a lot of windows that we've never seen before, mm. but it also has opened up those doors and those windows to negativity and people of evil and people of danger and people yeah. of uh, people of, of negative thoughts or, or devilish thoughts. And they all have the same talent to use the internet as, as a professor in a law school does. You're right, you're right. Did you, I enjoyed Wednesday thoroughly. Um, less more about watching Donald Trump take off, but man, that, that inauguration, I, I just felt a, a feeling of pride that this, this was still my country. And two, man, I, I, I watched uh, that Celebration for America thing there was a couple of things on there. It just moved me to tears. And, um, and, and, and I don't know, did you see the poetry reading by the young woman from Harvard? I think we should hire her. I think oh. she, we should, we should give her a job in a department of poetry and let her, let her talk to us about once every week. Oh. Because uh, she was, she was, you know, I'm a, I, I, I'm, I've read, I've read some poetry in my life and Gibran has always kind of been my guy. But now I'm going to read everything she does. I mean, she's powerful. She says the truth, and she does it with love and passion. 
the Khalil Khalil Gibran you're talking about Gibran yeah uh, yeah but Amanda Gorman yeah 20 22 years old I you know every time you think you have a way with words somebody like that comes in your life and makes you feel like you've done nothing in life she was incredible <laughs> she was she was amazing she was she spoke for a, a lot of people and I even like I think I got emotional watching I never I thought I, I never thought I'd cry watching Katy Perry Katy Perry was doing that fireworks song on TV and I mean there were all these fireworks going off and there's Kamala Harris and her husband and Dr. Biden and, and Joe Biden up in the uh, up in the balcony watching it and I'm going wow but my country's back my country's back I know it was a visual thing I know it was TV and I know nothing gets done in one day but it just felt like a sigh of relief and uh, it was excitement for me it was great it was uplifting it yeah. was done in a, a form that would, it was difficult but they handled it really 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 well um yeah. i mean i i never thought um um uh who was the singer um, that sang amazing grace garth brooks yeah garth I, brooks. I, I i would have never picked garth brooks to sing, sing amazing grace yeah. but he was amazing oh. i mean I mean, he delivered it big time. And I mean, there are so many moments where tears, you know, yeah. got in your eyes and, and, you know, just realizing that two weeks prior to that, something as crazy as I've ever seen in my time on earth uh, was happening to our country. So yeah. I think the, uh, the passion and the grit of America came forward in these last couple of days. I, I agree. The uh, Colorado governor, uh, Jared Polis, um, uh, he, he, um, he was on either MSNBC or CNN or one of the news channels. He basically said they're, they're worried about the COVID vaccine rollout themselves these days. Um, you, you are 70 years old. Are you in line for a vaccine yet, sir? I'm actually four months short of 70. So okay, 70 69. was the cutoff date. But now they're, they've lowered it to 65. Nice. I'm hoping to get it within the next couple of weeks is what I've been told by my doctors. Oh, good. So I'm hoping they figure it all out. Yeah. You know, I, I want to get out of the house. I want to get back to kind of traveling and being with my guys and my daughter yeah. and my family. Uh, you know, I, I think the... I think we talk a little bit about what we're feeling, this uplifting and elevated state. I was amazed how our mental health was punished through yeah. all these four years. I mean, we, uh, yeah. we live, you know, my, my analogy is I felt like I was always moving in mud. You know, I, I couldn't yeah. get that, that active spirit of, you know, like when I have a busy day and I feel good and I'm bouncing around and, and enjoying, there was always this, you always, we had a fear that, you know, there's going to be something stupid happen or some lie was going to be told or someone was, you know, uh, you know, some of the things that our country did under Trump of the children and, and 400,000 people, come on, man, yeah. you got to hurt. Yeah, you gotta hurt a little bit through all this. I and, think you're right about the depression. And, people call it winter. There's some people call it winter blues this time of year. There's actual such thing as seasonal depression. I think it was 
it was in a weird way, it was national depression um, and for a lot of people because not only were you not proud of the guy running the country, but the people he put around him, you know, she's Betsy DeVos, Secretary of Education. It's a woman who enacted a law in which, you, uh, in which it was harder to report um, a child sexual abusers to teachers and they weren't responsible anymore for it. I had no idea why this law was enacted, but it's really set back the movement to catch pedophiles in this country. That was a secretary of education. I mean, the, the damage done, you can't even, it, it's not gonna all be done by executive orders. The, the, these are laws that, and, and uh, it just, it, it bothered me on so many levels. And you're right, it was, there was a, it was a collective sadness and a depression. And I felt like I slept a lot more. Um, I went through a period of unemployment for a while, I remember, and that never happened. I was always turning around. I'm not saying that it, it, some of it wasn't my industry, but I feel like this it is a downturn in this country in many ways. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, and, you know, in a crazy way, I'll be honest with you, when, when the election started a, a year or two ago, I was not a Joe Biden guy. I was probably rooting for somebody else. And, uh, but I think the karma of our country was, you know, Joe Biden was the guy we needed. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden was the, his experience is a knowledge of what was going on and what happened before Trump and what has to happen after Trump. I think we picked the right guy. Uh, I think his, uh, I think his uh, cabinet, the people he's chosen, I think it's been marvelous, the diversity and the different type of people yeah. and different, different avenues of intellect. Uh, I think it's very powerful. I'm really, I'm really hopeful. And, but I still think our country has got to understand that we got to, we got to work somehow to come back to being a good teammate to each other, even though we might have our differences, but we still got to be, we got to be one in, 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 as a team when it comes to the tough things like COVID and yeah. like now our unemployment, the stuff that still has a, a lot of months ahead of us before we get out of the, out of the storm. Yeah. I'm agreeing. Agreed. And I, I, I feel like part of my job now, whatever I end up doing next after this book has got to be something to do with, um, it, it, I feel like it has to be so, something to do with um, helping America talk to each other again, because we just don't talk to each other. We, you know, there used to be uh, civil disagreement and you would you, you sort of agree to disagree over certain things, but at, at your core, there was always a respect level and however, we, if we maybe the genie's out of the bottle, maybe social media is too snarky and ugly for that to ever happen again fully. But yeah, I agree. We, we need to start pulling in the same direction in some way because um, whatever happens next, it's the worst thing. The worst thing that Trump did is he, he pulled the old uh, uh, divide and conquer thing. You know, hey, if you, these people don't like you, these people don't like you, you don't have to worry about not liking me. We'll just bond over hating these people. And it's the worst thing for a country and, and uh, especially with all the enemies we have overseas and hopefully we'll get there. I, I, who knows, um, who knows. And, but I do know this, as long as Kyrie, Kevin Durant and James Harden can get along, I like that team. <laughs> Is that a nightmare? I know it's a bad segue. Is that a nightmare roster for you to coach as a coach? Or do you look at that and go, damn, this, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna win some games here. I'm gonna get these guys to to like and think 
one and think like one another and we're going to play we're going to win some games here or do you dread you, you dread the prima donna uh label that that comes in with some, with some of the baggage that comes with that well you know that's a good question but i think it's going to be a fun team they're going to be nice they're going to be really good but i don't think the fiber of their makeup is good enough to beat a good a really good team uh, as a coach in the NBA over the years, there's a line that you have to have more talent. Though. You got to go, you got to get above the line of talent, you know, and, and once you get above the line of enough talent, it's not talent that's going to make you a champion. It's going to be connection. It's going to be tough mindedness. Mm. It's going to be character. It's going to be physicality. It's going to be understanding the mission all the little things that, mm. you know, Durant has been through. He has, he's gotten to the mountaintop yeah. of, of basketball, but the two other guys have had some failures getting there, even though Kyrie won one with LeBron at a, at a young age. But uh, when it happened, I said to myself, I said, Steve Nash has got a hell of a job in his rookie <laughs> season at coaching in the NBA. Uh, you know, I just said, wow. Yeah. But you know, there, there are ways sometimes it works its way out. Uh, it reminds me a little bit when, when you had Chamberlain West and Baylor together in LA. Yep. Uh, I remember the, the first time that happened in the, in the late sixties, maybe early sixties. Uh, they only won one championship, I think together. Yeah, and Elgin never won one, too. Yeah, yeah. He got so, right you know, before that. And those three guys are pretty damn good. Back then, those three guys were probably three of the top, maybe 10 players, maybe five players. I mean, that's how good that team was. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They, and then, boy, that's right. Elgin never never won one. He, he got out right beforehand. The um, I, I think they're – I mean, look, anybody would love to have that talent. You're right. But that, that extra level, um, I look at LeBron James and 36 years old, he's not only in, in great shape, but he's, he's just the leader and the, the player that he's always been. I, I still think they're the favorite this year. I don't know why. I mean, they just beat the Bucks the other night, but it, but even more than that, I just feel like they're ready. They're Mike, they're, Mike, know? it's not even close. Yeah. They are a big, big gap between yeah. the next team. Right now, they're they're the best defensive team. They're the most improved team, maybe in the NBA. I mean, adding those three players. Yeah. I mean, they're younger. Uh, Schroeder is at. I think LeBron is going to make Schroeder an All Star. That's how good. Yeah, Schroeder. Schroeder. Yeah, I think you're right. Schroeder's great. I love Montrell Harrell, man. He's Got that little sweeping hook thing going, and it's long. It was a great pickup. No, they're they're so much better than anybody else in the NBA right now that I think it could turn out to be a problem. To be honest yeah. with you, I mean, I mean, they 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 were dynamite in the bubble. I think the most they ever got when they gave they lost one game twice. Yeah, in the in the bubble, they were dominating then, and. Until the fan and the home court gets back into the game, I think the Lakers are going to cruise. I only, I only get seen close. 
You, um, Kobe's, uh, your son Kobe is is currently head coach for the South Bay Lakers of the G League. Is that correct? Yes, and unfortunately, they decide not to play, so he's not coaching this year. So they, so they don't even. Ah, they should take. He should be behind the bench. Still. Well, you know, you know, because of COVID and all that, all the restrictions on COVID, I think that would maybe have been a possibility if they were all in LA together. Yeah. But Kobe's actually in is in Boise, hanging out with his family. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, and. Uh, you know the Lakers have been very good to them. They they they're paying them. They're not they're not you know putting them on a you know they could have probably released them and they, they're sure. paying them for the year. So hopefully he'll have another chance with the late. I know his contract's up this year, but he actually is doing a, a podcast. He's doing a podcast called Curious Coaching, huh. and, he, and he just interviewed Phil Jackson about two days ago. This, this is what pisses me off. I know he's your son, but it's like I, I had a relationship with Phil. Phil, like if it felt, I can't even. Phil's best friend or whatever, Charlie uh, Rosen, is like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll get if I'll, I'll send the email to Phil, but I won't give like. Cody calls him up. Uh, Kobe calls him. Cody calls him up and basically says, "Come on on." Jesus. Well, Kobe oh, and him. What's funny is he. My son probably coaches more like Phil than me. That pisses me off too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great though. That's, have you went on yet? I have not been on his podcast, but yeah. he's been on my podcast. Yeah. You faced Michael Jordan in the finals. Uh, you most of your coaching career um, covered uh, his uh, his rise to prominence, and <clears throat> everybody hailing him as the greatest player ever. I mean, to me, if, if Brooklyn ends up in the finals, if Milwaukee, whoever it is, if, if LeBron James finds a way to beat that team, I don't know. I, I, is it fair to call him the greatest player of all time? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm more diplomatic than that. I mean, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm diplomatic because if, you had, if I had to vote for the best ever, I'd say it's still Michael. But I think guys like Magic and Bird, yeah, got to be in that argument. I've never played. I never saw Bill Russell play, but his 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 yeah. his excellence over a decade of time of winning ten championships. Uh, you know, so I'm more. Uh, I don't think there's a need to be the best coach in the world or the greatest <laughs> coach in the world. Right. I mean, I'm. I think there are a lot of damn good coaches. A lot of them kicked my butt. Yeah. And fortunately, I've be I've had a success against some damn good coaches too. So, I think there's a special there's a there's a room in heaven for the special basketball players. LeBron and Michael might be, you know, the the president and the king of that room. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. As LeBron said. Uh, probably diplomatically himself well i don't i don't know where i stand but if there is a mount rushmore players i, I think they got to make room for me at some point and and i agree he he, he belongs up there but I, i'm the same way i growing up probably I, what am i 50 says so i'm about 12 years younger than you like magic and bird were the last guys i took off my 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 college dorm room uh, and realize I got to be a journalist. I got to cover these guys. Like I, I was so, pr you know, uh, 
my, my I was so deferential to them as the greatest ever, and now yeah, they're 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 two of the greatest ever. And why why do we? It is one of the things like it's made so many segments on talk radio, but it's like yeah, who, who how can you really tell? How do you really know? You know, I it just want uh, if you pick one, you knock the other guy down, and there's no reason to. They're special in their own way. Um, but I will say this. When we talk greatest coaches, you were one of the greatest coaches ever. And and uh, now that I've worked really hard to try and get Tom Flores into the Hall of Fame, because my first job, the Sanger Herald, tiny little weekly newspaper outside of Fresno, my first job out of college, Tom Flores gave me an hour because that's where he was from. He, I worked to get him in the Hall of Fame. I don't, I, I lobbied other football writers. I tried to talk. Hopefully, he's going to get in this year. My next mission, George Carl, Hall of Fame, damn it. <laughs> well, I hope Come you on, you, you know you deserve it. You know, I don't know it one way or the other. Um, my family has been very supportive of thinking I should try to get in harder than I do. Yeah. But that's not who I am. Coach Smith would not want me lobbying for myself. Mm. Mm. So... Mm, I love the game. I still love the game. Yeah. And any way I can help the game get better. Yeah. Help with coaches, be around the, the gym. I had a long conversation today with Coach, Pop, Coach Popovich. And, you know, he's uh, he's two years older than I am. Yeah. And we, we were talking about Air Force Academy days and stuff like that at the Olympic camp in 1972. Wow. Way back then. I think Popovich was there. D'Antoni was there. I was there. There was a couple other, I think, pretty good coaches there that were players in that 1972 Olympic camp. A couple of other good players. There were some great players. Yeah. All time. I, I mean, mean, players, but I'm, guys that became coaches. Coaches. Yeah. But, that, but it was... Uh, uh, yeah. It, that was when... I think I was... That was 72, and then 76, Coach Smith took over. So it was, it was the year we lost to Russia, and Hank Iba was the coach, was the national coach for many years. And yeah. uh, they, they, then they, they gave it to Coach Smith in 76, and he, he won, and they kind of asked him to do it again, and he turned it down. He says, no, wait, this is, a, this is an honor that should be shared. So who, got the, who got the 1980 head coaching Olympic job, even though we didn't participate in the Moscow Olympics? Bobby Knight? Oh, well, yeah. 84. Oh. Yeah, because they gave it to him in 84. Uh, that's right. I think, yeah, I think, I think it was an 80, and then he took it in 84. Yeah, and then Thompson, and then, yeah, oh, and that, now I'm putting it all together. Larry Brown was on the 64 Olympic team, I want to say. He was. In yeah. Tokyo, which is just crazy. Um, so I, yeah, yeah. Coach Smith, all time great. Um, did you, did you see the news about Karis LeVert this week at all? I do not. Uh, Karis LeVert, everybody said that, you know, one of the things about the Harden trade, the Indiana Pacers, um, ended up getting, um, uh, Karis LeVert, uh, from the right. Nets and everybody said that was a steal. So the guy, uh, shows up for his physical, and he gets sidelined indefinitely after uh, MRI reveals a small mass on his left kidney. 
I and, saw uh, that, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, I mean, you talk about like, you know, it's, I know life is so precious. I remember you left, you left the Nuggets um, when, when Cody uh, had, I want to say thyroid cancer, didn't he? Yeah, Kobe had a thyroid cancer, had a surgery. Yeah. And then, then a year later, he had another surgery for it. It was tough. I said, I, mean, Co I said Cody. I meant Kobe. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, uh, when yeah. your son is diagnosed with cancer, it's probably worse than you are. You, you get mad. You get angry. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, he's fine now. Yeah. Uh, every, everything's cool. But those moments where your son goes into a surgery that takes about four hours, you, uh, you, you, you uh, think deep and very soulful about many, many things. Yeah. Uh, um, God bless the fact that he, um, that he recovered and he's cancer free now. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hopefully we both are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. You, so when you talk, to, you have a long conversation with Greg Popovich, what comes up other than what you talked about already? Uh, you know, I think we, I think Greg pop is kind of, you know, the state of the game. You know, yeah. his, his team is a kind of an old team coming into a young team. Yeah. And how, how he's trying to navigate playing old players with young players and, uh, and then the goods, the plus and minuses of both of them. Uh, we talked about social injustice. We talk about the free, the lifting of, of uh, getting Trump out of the office. Yeah. Probably, probably the thing he talked about most was that, he can't handle any of the senators that don't stand up to Trump. Oh. The, the guys that did not stand up for Trump. Godless. He's probably angrier at than he's angry at Trump. That, and I agree with him on that in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's um, so gutless. Uh, I, I don't know how you, even if you're trying to stay in office and protect your constituency that love the guy, like, I, I don't know how you tell your grandkids at some point, you know, you, dad, how, like, grandpa, how'd you... How'd you support that guy? I, I mean, I, how'd you support this? I, I don't get it. I don't, I, I don't get that Lauren Boebert. I don't know how she has a job. And I go, Do, is it her or is it the people in her district that are that whacked out? You know, it just, I, I can't, I, I just can't fathom it. And it's um, the only good thing is I, I feel like there's more of us than there are of them. And that's uh, that's a good thing Mike, for all Mike, of us. let me jump on that a little bit more. The one understanding that I, I really believe is we're a nation of dysfunction right now. Yeah. And the magnifying glass is on the bad. The magnifying glass is on the disunity that we have. But just remember, there are many times, many times more good people in this world than the evil. And that's what's gonna save us. Mm -hmm. Because there, there are a lot of good people doing a lot of good things through the hell that we're living through. And we need to put that magnifying glass on some of the good. Mm -hmm. And I think Biden will do that. But we're still going to have some hell going on for a couple more years before we figure out COVID, before we figure out the, the economy of what's going on. And I, what I don't, I just want friendly and honest dialogue mm -hmm. between the parties and understand that there's going to be compromise on both sides. 
And, yep. and, and the more we stay united, the more we trust that we can get through it, the power of togetherness will be much better than the power of I'm right and you're wrong. Mm. Mm. It's, it, it, you know what, you, you kept telling me you wanted to get back into coaching. Uh, maybe you should run for office. I mean, shoot, our president's uh, 78. You've got nine years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not sure I'm a politician. My skeletons are really bad. Yeah, you do have a lot of skeletons, but but nonetheless, um, uh, these days skeletons are good. They're looked at as um, what was that Japanese thing that the, the kintsukuroi? They would take the pottery and when it would break, they would fill it with gold, and it was thought to be even more valuable because you know the fixing part. Well, oh. I feel like George Carl's fixed. That's what I feel. Well, I'm more balanced than I've ever been, but I'm not sure. <laughs> you know what's funny? What's funny, I always remember that maybe in my time at, under Coach Smith at Carolina. Yeah. I think he got mad maybe five times. Really, you could tell that he was really mad. And he still didn't swear. He never swore. You know what he said? What? He said, you know the right thing. Do the right thing. You know what the right thing is. Mm. Do the right thing. And sometimes that's... We make it so complicated that no one knows what the hell is going on. But in general, life, you know, I, th I think, I don't know what, who said it, but someone said it once that life is simple. It's the men and women that make it complicated. <laughs> and instead of us, we make life complicated only because we don't, we don't understand all the time. But, you know, I think, I think when you're, when you have the right basic, basic fundamentals of living the right way, life can be very simple. And it, and, and you know, I'm a wealthy man. Money never made me happier than I yeah. was. I mean, happiness comes because of exchanging of love and understanding, and being, uh, being, being together, and and feeling a unity in life, in family, in community, and fortunately in basketball with teams. Yeah, I, I I can't agree with you more. I you know I I want to before I let you go. I need to play some word association with you because you're always frank about things, um, uh, and I'll probably move around a little bit. But let's start with Dean Smith. Oh, a blessing. Mm. The best man, best human being I've ever been around. Mm. Beautiful. Um, Steve Nash. Oh, I'm hopeful he'll be, he'll be a great coach. I want him to be a great coach. Um, he was a great player, and he's a good human being. He cares. He cares about a lot of things. And he does a lot of things outside of his basketball life that have been very meaningful to other people. Penn Hills High School. <clears throat> Oh, uh, I go back to my high school coach and, and I look at- What was his name? Uh, thou, um, coach coach Meisenhelter. <laughs> he was named after Dow um, Finsenball, a golfer. Okay. Dow, my coach Meisenhelter, he's still alive. Wow. Um, um, 
And, you know, I was a, I was a really good athlete. I was a better baseball player than I was a basketball player. And he, he gave me my first love for the game of basketball. And I still remember, you know, I lost in the Western Pennsylvania championship game to Farrell, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Uh, a team put a box and one on me and I shot two for 19. Oh, I made the first basket of the game and made one more the rest of the night. That's John Stark's numbers in game seven. And I, and I still look at my, I still, I tell people all the time, the one game I remember is probably that game more than any game I've ever played because mm. my roots are still Pennsylvania. And Coach Meisenelder was the guy that believed in me a lot more than I thought I deserved. George Gervin. Unbelievably, un unbelievable score. The mm. game, the offensive game, in pro basketball, the offensive game, very few players think it's easy. Mm -hmm. George Gervin made the offensive end of the court look easy, and it isn't. People forget if you haven't, uh, if you if you aren't a basketball aficionado, you uh, you probably don't know. George Carl uh, played with George Gervin. I, I want to say you were the point guard for the first three years, uh, starting point guard for the for the ABA Spurs. I started for a couple of years there, and I tore my knee up. Um, but I played a lot of minutes with Iceman. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had another guard in the backcourt. Well, Gervin played three more than probably two. A guy by the name of James Silas. Mm. And James Silas was damn good, too. And they, I mean, I couldn't cover either one of them. I, the only way I could I could play against them was to follow them and beat them up and hold and grab. Can't do that in today's game. It's illegal. <laughs> no, it is. It's very different. Um, let's see. Joe Biden. Uh, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is lovable. You know, he's, he, he's a man that cares. Yeah. You know, I'm not always saying that he says the right things. Yeah. But you can feel his heart when he's talking to you. Um, and uh, he's been in this fight for, what, 30 years? 30, 30 yeah. years? Oh, yeah. And so I don't, I don't think anything's going to really get to him. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, he, he has my... Total, I'm aware of what he's doing. I want to be helpful to what he's doing. Yeah. And hopefully the vast majority of our country realizes that's what we need right now. Sean Hannity. Oh, man. I got to be nice? <laughs> no, you don't have to be nice. Podcast. <clears throat> uh, I'm scared. I'm scared of Fox News. I'm scared of guys like Sean Hannity because I, I think he's pre he's a preacher, not talking about facts. Yeah. He's talking about taking information and 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 forming a story to sell. And you know, uh, uh, Fox Fox News, I think, is I think it's uh, an area that we got to make sure we understand better. And I don't understand them. I, you know, Sh Sean Hannity to me is devilish. Clay Travis. Scary, 
scares the hell out of me. I mean, he goes hard. He goes hard. He cares. He'll destroy your character in a minute. But I'm not afraid of him. So uh, you have a chance. People. You have a chance to go on his podcast. Um, your thoughts. Um, uh, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Well, you know, uh, at the stage in my life, anytime I get nervous about getting maybe scared of something, yeah, I always say to myself, "You got to go in." You got Brene Brown. Yeah, it's said, on. Brene Brown says you got to go into the wilderness to find out who you really are, That's and that right. would be going into the wilderness. And, I, and so I'm, I'm, I'm not saying no. I'm, I'm not great. saying no. Yeah, I almost wish I could be on your uh, like on your message screen where I could it, it just type stuff to you. Uh, uh, actually, you know what I'll do is I'll send you a little dossier on the guy from what I know because um, the thing with him is is irrespective of whether you 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 disagree with him or not, you're about the life that you lead. You're about you're you're, you're you have firm convictions. A guy like Clay Travis, the moment. The moment the insurrection happened, he wanted to almost disavow it. Like, oh yeah, I voted for the guy, but he lost. Let's move on. Like, no, no, you, 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 you know, I'm not saying you had to back the back the worst part of him, but you backed everything else. You backed the racism. You backed everything else. So, so now you sort of, I mean, it's to me, it's uh, it's it's like these people, like you know, like resigning from Trump after two years, uh, after four years of hell. And they say, oh, you know, you went, you a bridge too far there. A bridge too far was Charlottesville. A bridge too far. Like you, you stuck in all this time. He gave, he and Whitlock had a, either had a meeting with the president or something and he gave the guy advice. Like, I mean, I'm going, are you kidding me? Like, uh, it just, you know. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to give you a dossier. The guy, a guy like that, he's after the dollar. And God bless him. He's ambitious. He's after the disenfranchised angry white guy's dollar and he'll say anything to get it and he knows it's out there because there are a lot more people and especially in the media that, uh, that that pay attention to facts and everything else he knows that there's a marketplace for a you know the, the Breitbart sports <laughs> you know he's Breitbart sports basically and, it, and and that's all it's about I, I, I the guy voted for Obama in 2008 or 2012 I can't remember what year Okay, so so now you all of a sudden have this change of heart. Yeah, because you you have a change of heart because it makes you money. Um, and so I, I I don't believe his I don't believe he has convictions. He can argue all he wants and sound great. I don't I think he just jerks people's chains. You're putting out a message that could uh, endanger lives, and I got a real problem with that. Um, I, the, the election fraud thing that endangered lives. People died over that. There was just no reason for it, and that stuff just irks me to no end and um yeah i just oh jesus i could go on all day um, you're right you're riled up baby <laughs> all right two more oh how's it going with your teenage daughter uh, by the Casey way. grace yeah started basketball last week can they play indoors there they're indoors they're wearing masks they're oh, playing good. with masks yeah um, uh that i think that helps her you know, yeah. she's been, she's been, her school has been in, in session. So they've been going to school. It's a private school. Yeah. Um, 
but they've had some breaks where they've done Zoom because they've had some COVID breakouts. Yeah. Uh, but socially, it's good that she has basketball. She's an athlete. She loves to play basketball, volleyball, soccer, tennis, swimmer. She's a swimmer. And she's not had a lot of that socialization. So I'm happy about that. I don't get, right now, it doesn't look like I'm going to get to be able to see her play. But I'm, she's a good basketball player. She's not as good. She's a better soccer player than basketball. And she just plays basketball, but she, she likes the game. And she tells me all the time, I go, Dad, I'm not very good because I can't shoot. I said, Casey, you never practice shooting. But she can defend. She can rebound. And uh, she's a tough son of a bitch. She's not <laughs> afraid of what's going on out there. Uh, that, I'm very proud of her. Oh, that's awesome. I competent. That, that, that makes a big difference. Uh, the greatest player I thought you ever coached was Gary Payton. Was there a better one? Uh, you know, Gary is the best player because yeah. I think he understood winning. Mm-hmm. He understood defense. He had he had a better better makeup. Sean Kemp was the most talented player I've ever coached. Mm. Mello might be the best scorer I have ever coached. Okay. But they didn't understand the intricacies of being a champion. And Gary did. Mm. And uh, the best teammate I ever had is Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan. Yeah. Because. I mean, I came here when Gary and Nate were battling for the point guard position of the team. And. And Gary and I, and Nate and I had a conversation about Gary. And he basically told me in my first meeting, coach, whatever you need me to do, I'll do. Wow. You know, you know, like I, if Gary's, if Gary's got to be the starter, I'm cool. And, you know, so many, that guy doesn't exist anymore in the end. No, no. That guy, that guy would be calling his agent has to be traded. <laughs> but, you know, Nate is one of the most selfless basketball players and a very good basketball player. And I still believe if he would have been healthy in 96, we would have played Michael game seven. God, you, I mean, you, you, you were down three, nothing brought it back to three, two. Yeah. That uh, Jordan got off so easy. Sometimes I, I still look at, I mean, shoot Pippen's back was about to go out, uh, went out in game six of that Utah series there's no way they win game seven at Utah, but shoot, he, he, you know, uh, he pushed off Brian Russell. No, he probably didn't, he, he, uh, but I, I keep saying he did. I thought it was a really nice move. <laughs> Just moving it. It was, a, it was in the flow of the game. Uh, all right. Well, this has been great. Um, you know, I, I had you on this week, not just because you had some good thoughts about the game, but mostly because of the person you are. And uh, I knew you'd be excited about the election. And I knew you'd be excited about a good, a, a new day in America. And uh, yeah, I, I can't, I'm, I'm glad to be part of the Carl, uh, uh, the, the, the George Carl's army in uh, what's right for society in the world. Just do the right thing, man. You know the right thing, do the right thing. <laughs> you know what, we gotta make that a t-shirt and sell it at Carolina. I like that, you know the right thing, do the right thing. That was dope. <laughs> 
our number one hope is that the COVID vaccine is given to every person on the planet so we can snuff this pandemic ASAP. But until then, please keep your guard up. Wear the mask in public, wash your hands, keep your distance. You know, we've been saying these things every week uh, for, for at least months. And just be considerate of others. Keep all the medical professionals in your prayers. And as you know, they're the real heroes. All right, let's go. Time to stick the landing. Thanks to my guest, George Carl. If the Hall of Fame doesn't welcome him soon, it's a joke. Our producer, Bruce Bernstein, has been to the Hall of Fame many times. He's also the Cal Ripken of podcast producers, as this is his 103rd consecutive Mike Wise show. Tom Phillip edits this show every week. Thank you, Tom. And please check out all of our Pure Hoops media shows. Full Court with Jenny Fisher and Kara Kay has the best college hoop each Tuesday. Catch and Shoot 2.0 with Otto Strong and Aaron Berlin is here every Wednesday. Bucket Sports and Blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure has a pod every Thursday. And BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman have the Pure Hoops podcast each Friday. Of course, the Mike Wise Show has a new episode every Monday. We also have a bunch of great segments you can check out on the Pure Hoops Media YouTube channel. Till next time, peace! The Mike Wise Show used to be called The Wise Ass Show, but it remains a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.